Okay, you guys got yourselves a ship. We'll leave as soon as you're ready. Docking Bay 94. 94. All right, so welcome to another episode of uh, Docking Bay 94, our Star Wars podcast. Um, today, we're actually going to jump into one of the movies, all right? So, one of the most controversial one of those, movies. One of, the, one of the very controversial movies. A lot of people's least favorite movie in the series. Okay, so we'll, let's, let's, start, let's start with that, I guess. All right, so but like, where, where do you put Phantom Menace on your ranking? I mean, it would definitely have to be either last or second to last. Yeah, I think it's second to last for me. But I'm... That doesn't mean I hate it, and I'm yeah. going to take the stance here that it's not that bad, and I actually like the movie. Okay. What was your first, like, experience with Phantom Menace? Well, I, I went and saw it in theaters when it came out. It's the first Star Wars movie that I was saw live. How, how old were you when that? Oh, 10. Okay. Did you like it then? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Anyone who says they didn't like it as a child is yeah. lying. Yeah, I agree with you. My, I, did, I actually had a weird first like experience to Phantom Menace because when it came out, I was only four, so I don't really, I never, I never saw it in theaters. But I actually, I grew up not knowing the prequels existed oh. until Revenge of the Sith came out. So I, we had the original trilogy, and I watched that, and I liked it a lot. And then I, <laughs> I remember like around when Episode Three was coming out, like trailers for Episode Three, um, yeah. I was like really confused because i was like is this like a prequel to <laughs> i didn't know if it was like a continuation of six or like before four and so they're calling it episode three and i it was it's very strange i know for a child to to not know that but mm. um so then i i, I figured it out <laughs> and then i remember like discovering the prequel episode one and two and then i got really into star wars episode three was coming out so and I, and I do remember really liking uh, the prequels. So there's a lot of nostalgia there. So your stance is that you... Well, let's start with what we like about the prequels first. Well, yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, all the criticisms that people mm-hmm. have are legitimate. Yeah. However, the conclusion that you draw, if people say they're terrible movies and George Lucas ruined Star Wars, I disagree with that completely. I disagree I mean, with that, too. They have they have flaws. But in general, I like the movies, and they really are the foundation of what we know about all the lore that we know about Star Wars today. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, my stance is basically that the movies are bad, but the stories are really good. I like the story of the prequels. Okay, yeah. I I think George is, like, a great world builder and a great, like, idea guy. I just don't think he's very good at, like, writing and directing. Because the, the quality of the movies is not good, I, I would say. But the ideas and, like, the story, I think, is good. Because, um, I mean, come on, the movies are not well-made movies. The the dialogue is... Okay, there are the problems is, with the script, yeah, definitely. The script is, is very, very bad. Dialogue. More particularly, probably in 2 and 3, though, I um, would say. I mean, my biggest problem with 1 is just that it's boring. Mm, I guess so. I don't see it as boring. Just three, we can agree three is probably the best pre- it's the mm-hmm. best prequel. Yeah. Two is the whole thing. We'll talk about that when we do episode mm-hmm. two. But episode one, I think the big, yeah, biggest problem for me... What makes you think it's boring? Because it's action-packed. Yeah, I mean, there is action in it. The invasion starts right away. But, like, I, I watched it, and I just, I just remember, like, sitting there, and just, like, as it goes on, there's just, like, there's so many scenes of just, like, bland conversations. 
and all the characters are very wooden in their acting. The dialogue is just very boring. There's definitely some acting problems. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of like the whole political aspect of it that a yeah. lot of people are against, and I, I kind of like that. No, it I gives like... you more insight into what was going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like it, the too. The reason for all the events that happened in the original series. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm completely with you there. I like the events that happen and like what it's about. I just think that the movie is really badly made. Yeah. Um, I don't think George is a good, is a good writer-director. Cause... Let's be fair, though, because we're talking about a time when CGI was just coming out. Yeah, it was just, you know, for the first time ever, he was able to do Right, all these so, so the reason he didn't make the prequels first is that he couldn't do it. He, well, the vision he had for the prequels was impossible to do in the 80s, 90s. I don't know. I, I feel like when he first did Star Wars, he wasn't even thinking about the quote-unquote prequels. He was just making like, you know, he was just making like a space movie at first. Um, oh, yeah, of course. Before he knew there were going to be... Like a series. He, he didn't even know there was going to be a trilogy originally. Yeah. But but then we, we know that like he went back... But later on, around Return in. of the Jedi time, I believe they were talking about... They were definitely talking about prequels, and then yeah. they were talking about a sequel trilogy, which is only mm-hmm. coming out now. Yeah. And there's been interviews with... Mark oh, Hamill. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I heard was that he didn't have the technical capabilities at the time to do the prequels. Yeah. And do you think it's safe to say that, I mean, he went overboard <laughs> with the prequels sure. in terms of CG? Sure. I mean, like, I think the episode one... But it was so new. I mean, yeah. it was kind of uncharted territory. And yeah. And he's that's definitely... George Lucas's forte. Yeah, he's definitely a pioneer. ILM is like the standard that's the best like visual effects company in, in the business that he created so like he's that's definitely like his biggest like accomplishment i would but say remember this this was before windows millennium edition <laughs> you gotta that's remember the, that uh, that's like the uh the, the uh, <laughs> cornerstone of... this was before y2k <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was so i no. mean okay so what yeah, they did they, has what they did well? was amazing no it hasn't aged well the, o- but, the ot has aged better would you say that yes yeah but it was a much simpler movie there were more space scenes there were yeah. more i agree with you i mean phantom menace should have for the time have tremendous cg but i think that in the same way that the first 3d movies weren't that good like yeah. beowulf <laughs> if you beowulf, ever saw yeah. beowulf in 3d it's yeah. terrible but like I don't know. This like it's Phantom. It's weird because a lot of the shots in Phantom Menace still look great, and there's a lot of it that does yeah. not look great at all. Like characters, I think like Jar Jar yeah. looks really bad now. I'd say um, mm. he looks well, really you know. right. So he went. He definitely went overboard. Mm. There were things that he could have still used puppets and I costumes think he, for. I think he should have continued. They just used puppets and the costumes for characters, not the CG characters. Um, right. That he did. Because Jar Jar could have been a practical character. Um, he just wanted to do it that way, I yeah. guess, as he could. The action shots could have been more. Yeah. And, uh, and Yoda originally was a puppet in Phantom Menace. Because he, right. um, yep. he said, he, I think he said he couldn't like, get it right or something uh-huh. by that time. But then they've, they've added in the CG Yoda yep. in the Phantom Menace. Which I'm okay with because it's uniform to 2 and 3. Right. Um, but the puppet still. But the puppet was uniform is, to the original trilogy. And then kind yeah. Of, but then you have to do it like so you have to change, mm-hmm. you know, put a puppet Yoda in all three prequels, right? Um, and also, I mean, he couldn't do what he wanted to do with Yoda, right? In, you know, pup, you know, having fight. 
Anyway, so Phantom Menace, I mean, any, any um, points you want to... Well, know? yeah, I've got a lot of things to talk about. So, the first thing you get to see is the Republic wavering. Yes. Losing control over control of the galaxy. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, there's... there's a, That's more episode two, I would say. No, no I would movement. say it definitely starts with the, the trade, the block, you know, the, the trade federation. Yeah. They're not, I, mean, I wouldn't say the Republic is losing control of the galaxy. I mean, they're, it's a problem, but, you know, it's something that they probably, it's not like really a huge. No, but you get to see the build up to, to all of it. You get to mm-hmm. see the Trade Federation going against the Republic to, yeah. but still working within the laws in a, in a sneaky yeah. way. So, I mean, and you get to see Sidious, you know, working yeah. behind the scenes. So, Palpatine's plan was to, um, basically, um, mess up Naboo. Specifically Naboo, because that's his planet, so that he would get sympathy from the Senate, so he could get elected as Chancellor, and make Valorum seem weak. Say that again? So, okay, so Palpatine wants to be Chancellor, right? In episode one. Of course, yeah. So, he needs to do something that makes Valorum look bad. Yeah. So, he does this, which puts Valorum in a, in a, in a weak state of, you know, like people view him weak, as a weak person. Right. But then also, it being Naboo, his home planet, I guess kind of reinforces, like, him like sympathy for Palpatine to be right. elected, right? Right. Um. So that's his plan, right? That's why he's doing this. Yeah. So why does he? I don't, one thing I don't understand is how come he really wants that treaty signed to make the invasion legal if he wants you know to to disrupt stuff. Um, well, my theory about the whole thing was Palpatine played both sides. Yeah. Up until Episode Three, he played both sides, so that regardless of the way it went. He could still be in control. So well, he definitely played both he sides. He played the Separatist side. So if the Separatists would have won, he would have still been in control. I don't think he ever intended the Separatists to win. If things didn't go the way he planned... I mean... What if they have never given authority to the Chancellor to... But I feel like... I don't think Palpatine ever intended this, the Separatists to win. Because his biggest problem would be like the Jedi. So, I don't know. I feel like he always intended to become Chancellor of the Republic and take them out from the inside sure. rather than destroy them. But you can them. have a plan B, right? Yeah, I'm sure maybe, maybe the, the Separatist was plan B, but I feel like his his main thing was just the war was used as a means to weaken the Republic uh-huh. and, and give him emergency powers sure, and get inside so he can take out the Jedi from the inside out. But, but you have to play both sides because yeah. if all your things didn't work out, if they hadn't chosen him... Mm-hmm. If they hadn't elected him yeah. to replace Valorum, then he would have had to devise a new- another strategy. So why? So that goes kind of like back. So we so we know why he wanted to do all the stuff in Naboo. But why did he want? I just understand why he really wanted that treaty signed by Queen Amidala. I guess it was to make the the, the invasion legal, quote unquote, right? The blockade. So why did he care about it being legal? Because then he was like, "Oh, make it legal," you know. Right. So why did, Why does it matter? Maybe he didn't. Maybe he was just manipulating the Viceroy. Maybe, but he seemed pretty, like, serious about it. Like, he's like, I want that treaty signed. You know, like, I don't know. It just seemed like, why? That's something I, I just, I still don't get. <laughs> I don't know. I have to go back and look at it again. Yeah. So, the next topic is, a, lo- a lot of people dis, uh, dis on these movies don't, don't remember that. This is the first time we get to see the Jedi in their full glory. Yeah. We get to see, like, Finally, Jedi are prevalent throughout the universe. They're yes. well known. Yes. Um, you get to see even the first scene 
We've never seen anything like that with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan just tearing up battle droids. That's cool, yeah. bolts. That's definitely cool. I, I agree there. I, I just think that, like, again, the idea is great, but I just don't think it was executed that well. That scene was. That scene was. That scene was amazing. The idea of the Jedi as a whole, I don't um, think it was executed very well in the prequels. Why is that? Well, they seem very... Um, well, this this gets into territory, episode two and three territory as well, but just in general, the Jedi, I don't know, they just they didn't seem... In control? They didn't seem like how I think the original trilogy kind of made them out to be. I don't know. They, they seemed a little... Okay, you guys got yourselves a ship. We'll leave as soon as you're in. Docking Bay 94. 94. Well, they, you know, in the original trilogy, they portray them as guardians of the galaxy, mm-hmm. in a way. Well, in episode one, you don't really see a whole lot of that, though, of guardians of the guardians of the galaxy. No, but, but I guess that was really the problem, wasn't it? But yeah, I didn't want to see, basically, I didn't want to see, like, a Jedi Council or a Jedi Order that, like, was, that had a problem. I wanted to see the Jedi, like, they're awesome. They're doing, you know, everything that is right, you know. But I didn't want to see, like, a corrupted, uh, stagnate, stagnant Jedi Order. I don't know. I just... Well, I see what you're saying, but that's what yeah. we got. So we yeah. got we got it kind of right at the beginning mm-hmm. of where things started to go wrong. Because right away, you notice that the Jedi are basically supporting the Republic rather than being neutral peacekeepers like they're supposed to be. Well, I mean, in fairness to that, in... The episode four, Obi Wan or Ben does say like uh, Jedi Knights are the guardians of peace and justice in the old republic. Yeah. So he makes it sound like they were part of the republic, like they defended the republic, rather than how it seems to be now, or it seemed to be later with like Luke's Jedi um, school or academy. They were not a part of the the new republic. Yeah. So we do get to see the Jedi the Jedi Order for the first first time. In, is full capacity. My main point is really think about what comes into your head when you think of Jedi, you know, knowledge. Mm-hmm. I mean, your knowledge of Jedi. Without episode one and without the prequels, we wouldn't have seen the relationship between Master and Apprentice in the same way. You know, with sure. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. You get mm-hmm. the idea, the word Padawan. Yeah. First time we hear it. No, yeah. Uh, Padawan... Midichlorians. The uh, idea of a the idea of a braid, a Padawan braid. Yeah. There's so much information mm-hmm. that I now consider part of yeah. Star Wars that you can't just take it away. No, I, I agree. And that's 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 the thing, that the prequels offer so much cool stuff to like Star Wars lore. Um you know, the term Sith. Yeah. You yeah. know the Sith are a great like idea, you know, like because before the prequels, it was just like Darth Vader, Dark Side, Dark Side, the right. Emperor. Like there was no like you didn't know of like pretty much a version of the Jedi, but Dark Side, right. you know. And the prequels introduced like, the concept of Sith, um, mm-hmm. Sith lords, and that's that's definitely a really cool thing that the prequels did. Not to mention just finding out more about the Emperor before he was the Emperor. Yeah, that he was once a man named Palpatine. Yeah, and... yeah. So probably. I think my favorite character in the movie would be Qui-Gon Jinn. Oh, same. He's such a good character in that, in a way, he was smarter and wiser than Yoda. Smarter and wiser? I mean, wiser not than... definitely, not like uh, better. I mean, Yoda was the, you know, grandmaster. Yeah. But Qui-Gon definitely had a different understanding of the Force than all mm-hmm. the other Jedi. And yeah. that becomes 
important later on. That's true. Which we don't know at the time, but you go back and you get all these hints from the very first conversation that Qui-Gon's having with Obi-Wan about how, oh, well, you know, uh, Obi-Wan jumps in there like, oh, well, Master Yoda says this and that. Yeah. Yeah, well, now I'm thinking back and I'm like, yeah, well, Master Yoda also, you know, it was kind of his fault that the Jedi lost. I wouldn't say it was his fault. He was presiding over the council when it when all the Jedi got wiped out. It's definitely never prob- happened before in the history of the universe. <laughs> definitely dropped the ball, probably a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I like Qui-Gon a lot too. And Liam Neeson does a pretty good job of acting in that movie. Like he's not given the best to work, best stuff to work with there, but he he does it pretty well. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the, the problems with the script. I would say it's least noticeable between. Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon's, yeah. those are good interactions. I agree, because everyone pretty much agrees that Ewan McGregor is the best part of the yeah. prequels. Yeah. He manages to act well, given yeah. like really horrible dialogue, and same with Liam Neeson. Um, so, yeah, Qui-Gon Jinn is definitely my favorite character in that movie, and he's like, because I don't know like if you knew this, but in, like, in the original drafts of Phantom Menace, there was no Qui-Gon. Well, there was, but Obi-Wan was pretty much Qui-Gon in episode one. Mm. And then Qui-Gon Jinn is a character that does come into the story later in the movie, but it was pretty much always Obi-Wan was Qui-Gon. Okay. Which I like that idea better because it makes more sense. But Well, because he's still a Padawan. He's still learning himself. Well, yeah, but in that version, Obi-Wan would have been a Jedi Knight, not a Padawan. But I do like I like that idea better just because it makes more sense. But what we have is fine. Qui-Gon's a cool character. Another thing I like about the prequels is that how it expands the universe mm-hmm. and makes you feel like it's an actual galaxy. Yeah. You've got a Senate. <laughs> you've got a Senate. Yeah. You've got um you get to see Naboo. Boy, Naboo, Naboo is, is such an interesting Naboo is planet. Great. Yeah. You've got the the people of Naboo. Mm-hmm. The Naboo, um, as they call them. <laughs> right. That's kinda not fair. But you know, their their capital the and seed. Yeah. And uh, the Gungan underwater city is great. Yeah. I mean, have you... I mean, that... Watching them go down with the, the oxygen rebreather, I guess you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go through the underwater force field. Yeah, that's a cool little... That's like, a cool yeah. thing. I definitely love Naboo and uh, the Gungan city. And then and then just the idea of the Trade Federation. Like, yeah. that there's a competing influence. I mean, I guess they weren't really competing... In, Entity to the Republic, but they were like they're a corporation, right? Right. That does work with the Republic, does business with the Republic, does right? business with the Republic. But yeah. um, it's, isn't it strange that a corporation would have like an army? I I think George Lucas was uh pretty smart because we see that kind of corporate influence going on today, and it's yeah, like sure he he nailed it as far as like politics goes. No, yeah, he definitely is has always been. Kind of like putting real life mm-hmm. stuff into his movies. Um, I just think that it's a little strange that the Trade Federation would have an army of battle droids. Um, a company. There are private military companies that, yeah. that create drones. That's that's true. They could be creating those droids to sell. Yeah. To people as mercenaries. Yeah, that's fair. But you know, now that you mention it, I just love another thing. I love with the Moody is that the variety of new ships. Yeah. You know, I'm glad we didn't get the same TIE fighters, the same everything. Yeah. We've no. got the Naboo Starfighter. Yeah, that, that cruiser We've is nice. We've got the droid Starfighter, the one with the two pods that fly. 
And then the Troy, uh, the Droid Control Ship. Oh, the Trade Federation. The, yeah, that's pretty cool. The design. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's something that I mean, I love Force Awakens, man. But you know, I wish there was a little bit more, more unique designs with like ships and stuff like that, and even locations they were at. You know, in the Force Awakens. In the Force yes. Awakens, yes. Phantom Menace did it. It was awesome. It, it, how different it was, and you know, people. That's that's one complaint people always say is like, oh, it didn't feel like Star Wars. The only thing about it that didn't feel like Star Wars is that the movie was just not good. Right. But all the stuff in the movie, I think, the ideas of of things. That's what expanded the Star Wars universe so much and encouraged all those people to write all the expanded universe novels was Mm. just this expansion of how large the galaxy really is. Yeah. So, uh, do you have like issues with the movie, like the movie's plot or anything of that nature? Or is it like. I mean, for me, obviously, it is definitely a little boring. Well, it's not exactly with this movie, but Darth Maul should have stayed dead, I believe. <laughs> really. I think, well... He certainly should have stayed dead. If they were going to kill him, yes, say that. But if we could do the prequels all over, Darth Maul should have been in all three, I would say. Yes. But that's... They should have not had Dooku. If, if, we're comp- if we're talking about the prequels as a yeah. whole, Dooku should not have been... A Sith. He could have been there. But not, but not a Sith. He could yeah. have been like a... He would have been a political, political force. He would have been a cool political yeah. character, like the Tarkin almost. Right. Um, Darth Maul would have been a good villain for... Just Darth yeah. Maul. Oh, man, Darth Maul. That is not about Darth Maul. One of the best parts about episode one. Definitely, right? Yeah. He's not in it that much, but... People don't realize it now, but at the time, there was so much talk about Darth Maul. Yeah. And it's a shame, though, that he only had, like, how many minutes of screen time and he dies? He had, like, two lines. I feel like Darth Maul is definitely... One of like the highlights of the pre- of episode one specifically, yeah. and I just feel like it's really sh- it's a sh- big shame that he died in that movie, and also that he wasn't in it that much to begin with. Yeah, number one, he looks like a great villain. Yeah, you know he's of the same class as Vader was when we saw him. Vader, he looked evil. Oh, yeah, he looked ominous, and he looked. But you know what's cool is like he looked different from Vader. Quiet. Yeah. Oh man, I love the quiet. He didn't talk. Yeah, that that's definitely that's something. I really appreciate about about Darth Maul is that, like, Vader is the most iconic villain in all of cinema history. So George is going down, sitting down to do these prequels, and he's like, all right, I got How it. do you top it? Yeah. yeah. And in my opinion, he does a pretty damn good job of making a brand new villain yeah. that's, like, super badass and scary and, like, cool, but yeah. different from Darth Vader. He didn't top it, but he didn't he didn't blow it. No, I mean, Darth, Darth Maul. I mean, he blew it in mm-hmm. the sense that he killed him off and gave him two lines. Yeah. So also with Darth Maul, you've also got the new lightsaber, which yeah. was cool. It's the first time we've seen variation. a variation on the standard single bladed lightsaber, mm-hmm. and it was cool. And Definitely. if you remember the first time we see Maul, we don't know that. Yeah, he just has a long ass. Has a long hilt. handle, <laughs> but he uses it as a one. Yeah. And then when he ignites that second side. Ooh. Oh man, that <laughs> oh man, and I loved how like acrobatic uh, Darth Maul was, and how good of, like because yeah. they got like an actual like, martial artist to play him, so he was able to flip around and like he he really looked like he knew what he was doing, and it was really cool. It was right. really cool to see that as opposed to you know we were just used to like Vader being very just like powerful, like he's like right. Vader was like a like a like just like a mountain, you know, right? And Maul was like short and fast, and he was just like. Super cool. What do you think about the the duels in episode one? The lightsaber duels. Oh, the duel. Um, which one? Both. The one on Tatooine. Yeah, that. And then the not the, bad. Yeah, sorry. 
<laughs> it's it's kind of quick, but it's it's a good uh, plot point. Um, but the duel at the end is really is really a great duel. It is. Um, I don't agree with the people people complaining about it, saying it looks too choreographed and not like messy enough. No, I well, don't necessarily agree with that point. Well, if you, if you got a problem with that, then you're not going to like Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, but I do agree with that same point for. Like the Obi Wan Anakin duel, for instance. Oh, you mean where they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just that that fight in general. Maybe. There, there was a specific part in that fight that really looks unrealistic, and I think you know what, was, what was about. the part where they were doing that, where they yeah. keep spinning the lightsaber around their bodies and yeah, not and hitting. Think, yeah, like what are you doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> that that was, that was definitely something that was like, oh, this looks cool, but it's not like a you know. But Phantom Menace, the duel at the end, it's it's pretty well. Done. It's pretty. It looks pretty legit to me. If you get the chance, you should watch the fan film Darth Maul. I have seen that. That's a, a fan. I have seen that. I was talking to the audience. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, yeah, audience, see that. <laughs> that is, I would say, Star Wars quality. Like to me, in yeah. my in my inner heart, it's yeah. canon. <laughs> I, yo, dude, I I want it to be. I want some Darth Maul like stories, man. Some it pre- looks just like Darth Maul. The saber yep. fighting is amazing. It, it is. It's mainly it's mainly saber fighting, but it's. It's tremendous, um, and, and you get a little backstory of how oh, and you get that little moment at the end where he kind of has that hesitation. If you remember, mm-hmm. Darth Maul, it's a very cool moment um, to add some more depth to him. But uh, but yeah, so I, I thought the lightsaber fight at the end with Thanos was awesome. Kind of sucks how Darth Maul goes out, but <laughs> yeah, I I kind of agree. He, if he would have lived, he would have made a good antagonist. En- yeah, antagonist or enemy throughout the prequel trilogy. Yeah. And then he could have had, you know, maybe Anakin defeat him later. Kill him in episode three. Just like yeah. instead of killing Dooku, kill his dog. Right. Like that. I, I want to point out one important thing, which is to me, you know, many people might disagree with this, but this is the first time I, I believe you get to see the weakness of the dark side. Why Darth Maul loses? Because uh, Obi-Wan shouldn't have beaten him, yeah. obviously. Darth Maul did beat Darth both Maul, of them. Darth Maul lost because of his arrogance. Yes. And that kind of, to me, showed the the potential weakness of the dark side. Yes. Is that he did have that power, but he didn't respect it, mm-hmm. and he got arrogant, and that's what led to him dying. Yeah. But he didn't die. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I yeah, that's a good point, actually. I never thought about that. Because um, like, he did essentially beat both of them, um, yeah. but then he did get cocky and... Uh, uh, Obi Wan, you know, which is to... why the whole revenge thing that's going on now in Rebels doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. We want revenge because he beat you. Wait, well, Obi Wan cut him in half. Yeah. So he, well, I thought Clone Wars did a pretty good job of establishing why he wanted revenge so badly. Just because he was, well, obviously he lost half of his body, but he also was abandoned by Palpatine, and right. Oh. So that establishes why. He would want revenge on Palpatine. Which he does go for in Clone Wars, if you remember. But when Ventress wanted to get revenge on the Sith, Dooku, and mm. uh, she sided with the Jedi temporarily. Yeah. She didn't want revenge Well, on Darth Jedi. Maul wants revenge on a, more, more than one person. <laughs> no, but why would you want revenge on someone who you were trying to kill him? Like, that doesn't... I mean, come on. I, I think it's fair. And he you know? beat you. Like, I think it's fair. Like, the guy, like, he lost his lost his legs. He killed Obi-Wan. his master. Like, he doesn't care. 
That's not a worthy Dude, revenge story, though. You're gonna tell all right. Tell that to. I, I, I'm not saying that it's a good idea. I'm just saying like the the it makes sense for Darth Maul to want revenge on Obi Wan because no, he, I I would think it would be the time to reconcile their differences. I right, say, we'll look, it. you know what? I'm not with that Sith anymore. You were right. The Sith were manipulating. He's still a dark side. He still he follows the dark side. He just does he's, he? he's a. Or I think he, it's clear in Rebels. Is, or is he with the Bendu now? Okay, calm down. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, I think that Maul's has justification. Not justification, but like it makes sense to me that he bought revenge on Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan's responsible for Maul's life pretty much getting terrible. Not his problem. It's not Obi-Wan's problem, but it's his. It's, he's responsible for it. So I can see why Darth Maul would want to kill him. Sidious would have burned him anyway, eventually. <laughs> Well, Sidious did catch up with Maul. That's the way of the Sith. I mean, to uh, eventually, but Maul probably didn't. Maul, no, Maul probably thought he would take over Sidious. That's how it happens. The apprentice kills the master, or whatever. Or they try. And well, they try. Yeah, he wasn't probably intending on. He he, he wouldn't be a Sith. He, he wouldn't have no. But he was probably intending on doing that at some point. All right, now to two potential <laughs> negative characters. Oh boy! So before we get to the elephant in the room. <laughs> Let's talk about young Anakin. Okay, oh, I thought he was. I thought he was the elephant. Oh, elephant in the room. I, I never thought about. It. <laughs> so Anakin. Yes, so with Anakin. We haven't we haven't talked about Anakin yet. Um, bad idea to cast really to do a nine year old Anakin. Bad idea. I didn't have a problem with it. What? Are you serious? If you go back and watch his rehearsals with some of the other kids they were going to put in there, sure, he's the, he was a clear choice. I don't see a problem with. Seeing him as an innocent child. Everyone's an innocent child. Hitler was an innocent child <laughs> at one point in his life. Yes, but that's I, that's fine. But like, who wants to watch a movie well, other than a kid? Who wants to watch a movie where the you know the hero, supposed Anakin Skywalker, is a nine-year-old annoying kid? So what? The movie's not about him. It should be. It kind of is, but it's. Two and three are more about him, and that's where Anakin fails as a character. Not in episode one. They what? they okay. find him. They think he's the chosen. What did he do wrong as a kid? Like he. Okay, so in in the in universe in character, Anakin was fine, but just like the the idea of having a nine year old Anakin Skywalker, I just I don't don't think it's a good idea. I think he should have been a little older. If he wanted him to be young, I think he should have been maybe 14, 15 um, at least. Because then he's a little bit more relatable, I think, and we can kind of get get behind him a little bit more. That's what 2 and 3 are about, though. Episode 1 is really just about the story of how they found him, they identified him as a Force user. That's, that's all fine. And they brought him, and I lo- particularly like the part where they're accessing him in the beginning. Like, he, he's able to see the ship and yeah. the cup and the... I mean, but that's nothing to do with his age. You can still do all that, and he can be 15 years old, and it make and that makes it instantly better. Why does it make it better? Because if he's older, it makes him a lo- like more interesting and more relatable. I think for more people. I'm sitting there watching Phantom Menace, and, and like you know, 21. Year, and I'm 21, and nine year old. I'm not. I don't care about this nine year old kid. He's annoying. Also, not only not only that, I'm he's not, saying, not annoying because he's not a central part of the movie. But he, sh- but he should be. It's Anakin Skywalker. No, this movie is about the Phantom Menace. This, in my opinion, it's more about the plotting of the Sith. 
Well, that's that's one of the biggest problems with this movie, I think, in my opinion. You want it to be about Anakin? Yes. Why? Is that too much to ask that, that a Star Wars movie is about a Skywalker? Yes, because you got a, roughly two hours to put a movie in. Yeah. If you spend it all on Anakin... Not all. What are you left with? You've got to remove all these th- great things we talked about earlier. I think the biggest problem... No, you don't. The biggest problem with um, the prequels is that the, uh, the OT was about was first and foremost about characters. About Luke. It's about Han, Leia, Darth Vader. Everything else was background, but it was still there. Prequels didn't have characters. It was all about like the big picture. Right. Which I think was a mistake. I think the prequels should have been focused on. You don't think it was characters. about characters? No. Why gun Jim? It's the, no. I'm not saying there's um, there's characters in it, but it's not about that characters. movie was specifically about a, the relationship. It's not a character driven. Yes, movie. it is. It's driven by the relationship between master and apprentice. No. Yes, it was. How is it driven yes. by their the whole movie? The whole theme of that movie is Qui Gon's difference from the Council. Sure. The relationship. Between that's all background. And no, it's not. The relationship between Qui Gon and Obi Wan, and how his love for his master pulled him to train the boy, regardless of what the council said. That is put in a in a background. That's not context. background. How is that background? Because okay, so the pre episode one specifically, we'll just stick with that. Is all big picture. It doesn't get. It's not. It's a, it's a story driven. But that's movie, a good plot not, point. What what is that? The council originally did not want to train him. That is your plot point. You can still do it. What I'm saying. There's is this whole theory out there that if if Qui Gon had lived, he would have uh, Anakin would not have turned to the dark side mm-hmm. because not that Obi Wan did anything wrong in training him, but it was more of a brotherly relationship yeah. than the father son sure. that he would have gotten with Obi Wan. I can see that. What's a powerful message? I'm there, man. I'm just saying, like I think that the prequels are more plot-driven than character-driven. And the original trilogy is more character-driven. And yet, at the beginning of this conversation, you said the thing you like about the movie is the plot. Yes. Hold on, but hold on. So, I like the story of the prequels. The movies are bad movies, in my opinion. Yeah, because so, of script and yes. CGI and certain choices. Yes, and acting and all that stuff, yes. So... But what I'm saying is, I like the story of the prequels, but doesn't mean I like the movies. So, I think the movies would have been better if it was more focused on the characters and less so on big picture. Still have it as background. That's All right. Just... Here's a question. Then. Okay. Sure. Here's a question. Would you like an anthology movie centered in the time of Phantom Menace? And they do it right. About? About whatever. Something related to the Phantom Menace. Uh, right before, or yeah, parallel sure. why it's happening, or how about right after, as as young Anakin's getting trained? Ooh. Um, if they do it right, hmm. yes, I would say I'd say so. Would it fix anything? I don't think in your mind. There's not much you can do to. I mean, I was saying this after I saw Rogue One. I was saying like this movie does what a good prequel should have done, and it like reinforces and like Episode Four, and it like kind of improves episode four a little bit when you watch it right rogue one did would you say that does it improve it not improve it but like it kind of reinforces the movie i think it kind of helps it yeah so i feel like well the prequels obviously failed at doing that for the original trilogy it does in a few ways sure. but it, it instead it expands 
you keep forgetting that yeah. without the prequel trilogy, we would not have the Star Wars not, that we love today. I'm not saying to get rid of them. I'm just saying, the, you know, I, I do like everything they've offered. I just don't, the movies are bad. Yeah, I mean, I, if a mo- if, we, if they could do an anthology movie that was set in the prequel era, I would love that. And if it could, in some way, a Clone Wars kind of did that. The That's show. what Force Awakens failed to do for me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It did not expand very much. It was more of a just continuation 30 years later. Sure. There's not much expanding, although that might happen in 8 and 9. I think it will. Um, but with Phantom Menace, I just think that An- Anakin, going back to Anakin specifically, I think he should have been older. But we got what we got, right. so I guess... You it's know, hard to say it didn't reinforce it, though. I'm Just imagine all the things. When, when Obi-Wan says in Episode 4 uh, about the Clone Wars, sure. and you're like, oh, what's the Clone War? Right? Yeah. They've okay. answered that. Okay. you got some more background yeah. knowledge. Okay, I'm not saying... Yeah, having some more information. But some of the information in the prequels contradicts the OT a little bit, which is a weird thing. But For example? I, I don't, it, it takes away from us from Phantom Menace a little bit. It's, it's not in the Phantom Menace? Um, well, I guess one point for, for that would be that Obi-Wan says that Yoda trained him in the in Empire, whereas... We learned that Qui-Gon Jinn was Obi-Wan's master. Well, Yoda kind of advises everyone. Yes. And, and even in episode, even in The Phantom Menace, they say, mm-hmm. oh, Master Yoda taught me to be mindful of the yes. whatever. Yeah, I mean, I see that point. I mean, it, it, it works. They all it... kind of do their, like, yoga sessions with Yoda. <laughs> They yoga all sit sessions. there. Well, they Hot do. Yoga. Window gets up and sits, uh, sits and meditates <laughs> with them. And... <laughs> On a little, like, pedestal, yeah. Um, I I do not think having Anakin build C-3PO was a good idea at all. Yeah, that's one thing we know about. I agree. Yeah. Finally, we agree on something. Yeah. <laughs> he should. I like showing him in the pre-phase, yeah. but Anakin shouldn't have built him. I, I don't understand that at all. What, what what was the point of doing that? It just makes everything smaller. Yeah. So Anakin building C-3PO is super weird. It just it seems way too like coincidental. You know. Right. Uh, C-3PO. And cool. suddenly you don't notice. This yeah. your droid. Yeah. I guess he kind of looks just like any other, any droid, other but... droid. But I guess like I don't know. Three PO could have. I like. He should have been in Phantom Menace. Yeah, but he could have been just like Padme's droid, or just like a sent like a like a Republic generic droid. Like, kind of like how R two Padme's was... droid makes sense. Yeah, because that's how he gets passed on to Leia. Yeah, but how do you feel about the? Uh, well, not that Shmi was a virgin, but you know the quote unquote virgin birth of Anakin Skywalker. Oh, definitely. I, it's a cool idea. You like it? Yeah. Okay. Um, now, it's not... No, I don't like the fact that it's not concrete. Like, uh, yeah, like the answer There's is so much concrete. debate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if he was really born of the Force, sure. and as a lot of theories say that it was, you know, Plagueis, Plagueis and, Palpatine and Palpatine playing with the Force that causes birth, that's a cool idea. But they never... But they never spelled it they, out. That, yeah, I mean, I maybe would be okay with that idea if, like, in 2 and 3, they, like, if that was a continued plot line. But it's never touched on. Right. Ever again. Why would... And it's important. It's important it to important. know... Who Anakin's father, quote-unquote. Because then that answers the question, was he really the chosen one or not? And I don't understand why in the world George would make that plot point and then never touch it again. Yeah. That makes no sense. Maybe, it, maybe he was, and, and he abandoned it. That's so you know? stupid. The, so, so, I blame fans for a lot of shit because sure. they messed up his original idea. Uh, I mean, definitely after Phantom Menace got the backlash that it did, uh, I feel like 
that did change probably some of the route he took. But I mean, for the most part, he did follow through on like his vision for two and three. He did do what he wanted to do. But so back to like Anakin's birth, I think that like the idea, if they followed through on that idea, I, I think that would like I would have liked it more. But just with what we have, I don't like it. I, I would have rather had there been a father. Um, maybe he died. Maybe he's not in the movies, you know. But I would have liked there to have been like a actual father. Right. You could have solved it just by having Qui Gon ask another question. Like when, she, when she's like, when she's like, there was no father. He's just like, no, yeah, okay. <laughs> you could have made him ask one more question. Yeah, like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Like, he just took that as at face value. He's yeah. Like, All right. Come on, me. There's no way she's getting down some sand people. Sand. Shmi's a freak, man. <laughs> um, no, but like, did he? Did he see? Anakin as like the as like a Jesus Christ figure that I mean, went bad and that's clearly seems to be like what George was kind of going for I guess you know like a Christ figure parallel. I really wish that Anakin. This is kind of getting out of the purview of Hannah Menace, but I kind of wish that Anakin's downfall had been more of a specific failures that the Jedi Council were doing. Not really his mom getting killed and sure. him being a little, having emo problems. It should have been specific failures of the Jedi Council. I mean, I I like that and also don't like it at the same time. Because, like, it would be cool to, like, add a new layer to the story. Like, just in the original But it kind of was, though. Yeah, a little bit. It kind of was because when Windu, he was doing it for the wrong reason. But Anakin makes a good point. It's not the Jedi way. And, yeah. and he's like, he's like, uh... Oh, he's too dangerous to be kept alive. That's not really... That's yeah, a, a Jedi wouldn't do that, right? I guess, but I agree with Windu there, man. Kill him right then and there. That's not the Jedi way. Yeah, but... It's absolutely not. Yoda, Yoda wouldn't have done it. You're right. It's not. He, he wouldn't have, no. But Windu... I think Windu went to the dark side right there. Maybe, Killing well, someone out of... We'll never know. But maybe. That would have been interesting. Even so, like, the Jedi should have a, a method of... Tri- they do. From the Clone Wars, they have trials. Yeah. They could have tried him and done something. Yeah, they could have. But, so, back to your point about like, Anakin, you know, and the Jedi Council, I think that it would have been... It, like, it was in the OT, you, you don't see the Jedi as, like, corrupted in any way. You just see, like, oh, Vader fell to the dark side. And then in the prequels, yeah, but you... that could be Obi Wan's bias, though. Well, yeah, Obi Wan I... could be biased to think that the Jedi were great. Yeah, no, and I'm saying, and that's what I'm saying is it would be cool to, and we we got it a little bit, but in the prequels we learn there's a new layer to that where oh, it wasn't just Vader; it was other stuff happening around him. Sure, um, which is cool. Yeah, and I also wish that they kind of maybe Anakin always resented that they wouldn't train him. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. Or that Windu didn't trust him. Yeah. And if he always carried that resentment as he was growing up, mm. but they never went into that. They went into the love story between Padme. You didn't need any of that. Yeah, yeah, not not as important as other stuff. It should have been focused around his disdain for the Jedi leadership. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, in Phantom Menace, Anakin doesn't really ever like do any Jedi stuff, and like at the end we see him like in his Jedi robe. Robes. Well, um, he does. That's. I mean, he does. He does. He flies in the. He's ship. the only one able to to do the pod race. Well, it's the only. Human. I guess what I meant was like he he doesn't do any like, training or we don't right. see any of that. It's right. like he he is force sensitive, of course. Did you like the pod race? It was a it was a time filler, to be mm-hmm. honest. It wasn't. Yeah. I mean, 
at the same time, too, it does it did spawn a whole game that I loved playing. <laughs> the sixty four, yeah, uh, sixty four pod racer, yeah, yeah. No, I played that. Great too. idea. Like I said, it expands on the universe, sure. and it and not just that game, but it made its way into other later games, like I believe Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, no, it's a cool idea, and the, in the movie, I mean, it's fine. Uh, you're right; it is a time pillar, and also it is like it. It's it's also like a necessity almost because like there's no action going on in like that middle. It's like the middle of the movie. They're on Tatooine. Nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. So I feel like George, you know, just to like kind of like fill some of that boredom of that like that no action. It's like I put a, the race will kind of like help with that. Which is kind of more of a reason I'm kind of I don't like Force Awakens. The way they made Ray just automatically able to use her force. Uh, okay, well, I, I because agree, I agree, if I that's just, the case, then Anakin should have had nope. some force. No, it's different. Something. They're different people. They're different people. Oh, they're different people. They are. They are different people. So what? I, I, I want to get into Force Awakens. If, if the chosen one himself <sighs> could not magically do things, I, I, I he should have. He should have been able to do something. Did he not? He. Just like in an in his anger or something, he should have been able to like force pull. Sure, that would be cool. That would be cool. Something. I feel like he should have been. I mean, I feel like it, again, just goes back to my point of like I think he should have been older. I think if he was older, they might might would have done a little bit more with that. Then he definitely would be too old to start training. <laughs> well, yeah, but that would have made it even just. It was so weird because in episode five, Yoda says Luke's too old, and then in episode one, Anakin and Luke was probably like what twenty. And right. then episode one, uh, Anakin's like nine, ten, and they say he's too he's old. He's too old. And I was like, what? Like, how, how old you, how, how you got to be, man? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would think that, you know, nine it, or ten would be fine. I think it's just become a common excuse when they don't want to train someone. Yeah. They're not too old. <laughs> but that's the thing is if they made Anakin like 15 years old, that's too old. Sure. I, I, can, I can buy that. I guess if you look at it as the Jedi Order being a religion. They started like and birth, something basically. that. Well, well, like toddler age, four or five, yeah, maybe a little younger. But yeah, like yeah, they start when they're like babies. Well, they got to be identified as babies. Yeah, but they're not gonna start training a two-year-old. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some stuff in like, well, it's not canon, so it doesn't matter. But you're right, like they they do like start with like babies and toddlers. But I that just spawned something else in my head, which is that was a flaw of the Jedi Order. I agree. Of yeah. of that whole too old to be trained because they should have realized that. If you got force sensitive people and you refuse their training, they're going to reach out to get that training somewhere, and they could be reaching out to the Sith. I mean, it's tr- that would have been a good backstory for Maul. Yeah, it could have been. I mean, he had been disapproved for training. Mm. He had been identified as force sensitive, as force sensitive, but he was too old, mm. and he want and he had all these force powers. That's, that's true. Yeah, that's cool. Or Sidious, it could have been Sidious's backstory. Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think that the whole, like, Jedi starting, you know, taking... I mean, it's not like they take children away from... They do from their parents. They do. But they don't do it without, like... Some kind of permission. Some kind of permission. They don't just, like, snatch them away. But, like, still, it is still weird. So Anakin, you know, put put him aside for a bit and talked about the elephant in the room. Oh, Jar Jar? <laughs> I don't think we need to say anything about Jar Jar except no, that... Not really. They just shouldn't have put him in. We didn't need him. They still could have done the, you know, part of the Gungan thing, like yeah. just the alliance part sure. with the Naboo, yeah. without having Jar Jar as a follow-along character. Yeah. Well, I agree. I mean, I feel like, well, I see what he was trying to do. It's almost like Jar Jar, like he wanted to have like an alien like character in in the group, you know, like Chewbacca in the OT, mm-hmm. 
Jar Jar was going to be maybe like that kind of character. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he shouldn't have been as big as he was. I think that what would have helped, I still don't understand why they, why they did this. And I think the movie would have been a lot better if they did this, maybe. Um, when they're on Tatooine and go to Mos Espa, who goes to Mos Espa? Qui-Gon, Padme, Jar Jar, and R2. And Obi-Wan stays on the ship. Take Obi-Wan, leave Jar Jar on the ship. No, but I think the whole idea was that the queen was still on the ship. Obi-Wan was there to protect her. Yeah, that's true. And they needed someone to communicate with the Leave the council. Yeah, you have Captain Panaka there. You yeah, know. so so the real answer is, who would have sent the midichlorian sample? Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> have a little scene where he fumbles with the thing and you can't read it. No, read I it. mean, he's, Qui-Gon talks to him over the communicator and sends yeah. him the sample. Take, take who out would that, have, too. Who would have done that? <laughs> take that out. Yeah, yeah, you could take the midichlorian stuff out. Um, um, but I think that... Instead of doing that, instead of trying to uh, explain it scientifically, they could have expanded more on the mystery of the Force in another way. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think Qui-Gon would have, was a good character to do that with, the yeah. living Force and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, I think that... I mean, yeah, there's definitely a lot of great things to take out of the prequels, you know? That's where he could have put in some of the Shaman or the Wills stuff. That could have been cool. Um... So just real quickly, statements. real quickly, would you ever support redoing the prequels? No, only because I'm like I'm not saying. Well, I I believe that you could take the scripts for the prequels and make a good movie out of them. Obviously, not word for word, change some of the dialogue here and there, but the stories, characters, yeah, I think could work. So why not do it? I I think it's better to just kind of just like deal with what we got and just move on, and then and and be okay with it. And because they are canon, and Disney is all about Disney and Lucasfilm now are all about canon, so they're not gonna mess with that. I know it'd be the same, it'd be the same scripts, but it would still be quite a hassle to like do all this like canon maneuvering. So for that reason, I think it should stay alone, and they should just do anthology movies set in that era, Clone Wars era anthology movies. I think will be cool. The kind of like Clone Wars. I, Clone, we have enough for Clone Wars. Yeah, I mean you're right, you're right. Uh, but see, basically, so some stuff with Jedi in them. You know, it's a kind of like... Anakin, Anakin's younger year of the Padawan to me. Sure, yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. I'm cool with that. But would you support a, a remake of the prequels or not? <sighs> Practically, no. Yeah. But in my heart... Yeah, it would be cool. Not? It'd be cool to see. I mean, I nobody would have said, let's redo King Kong in the 20s, but they did it. Yeah, a little, a little different. A little, <laughs> I'd say it's a little different. <laughs> but, all right, is there any other, uh, any other points on Phantom Menace? I guess that's yeah, it. I guess that's it. So, uh... That's the end of our, our uh, Phantom Menace podcast. Um, we'll do episode two um, later down the road a little bit, but uh, next week we'll, we'll jump back into some other like specific topics. So, all right. See you later.